Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Great to have you with us on TC Live from Madrid. A lot to get to over the next half hour as we wrap up Thursday's action and get you all set for Friday. An entire nation will have its eyes on the magic box as Rafa Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz are set to pull out all the tricks in a generational showdown. Plus, from vamos to vamos, Angevar, one win from the biggest title of her life. Our experts tell you if she'll do it. And we go behind the scenes in Africa with Roger Federer to see how his foundation is making a big difference for kids and teachers. With that, we welcome you back into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman, we got the Hall of Famer, Pam Shriver, right off of the match. And over on the big screen, a warm welcome back to our good friend from 60 Minutes Sports Illustrated, John Wertheim. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you? Good to see you. It is good to see you, John. Pam, how about Jesse Pagula going to face off against Angebur in a big-time final in Madrid? Yeah, I mean, there's ten singles players left. Eight on the men's side, two on the women's. They're all seated. I actually like this matchup on the women's side. I mean, the men have stolen the show as far as their matchups. But Angebur's had trouble winning big finals. Jesse's never been in a big final like this. So there's a lot of storylines here. John? Jesse Bagula just knows how to win tennis matches. Uh, this is a big opportunity for her and for Oster Burr as well. Oster Burr was not in the top 50 barely a year ago. And now she is the favorite to win this. She's the only top 10 player left in the draw. French Open contender, if you want to spin this forward. We don't necessarily have the two highest seeds in the draw in the final, but this is a very compelling match with two very deserving players. Pagula can get in the top ten if she wins the title, and mm-hmm. how about for Angevar? She can get up to seven in the world. But as Pam mentioned, a lot of drama on the men's side. We had Raf Nadal playing today against David Goffin. John, he witnessed Real Madrid making a huge comeback on the soccer field last night and drew some inspiration from that today. I don't know what you mean by drama, Steve. Nadal's up a set and a break. He's going to waltz through another win. Nice play after uh, after Indian Wells. And whoa, look at this, though. David Goffin, who's had some injury problems himself, staves match point. Again, Rafa's up 6-3, 5-3. And David Goffin claws his way back into this match. It goes to a tiebreaker in the third set. And David Goffin has match points. And look what Rafa does on match points. There's... A big miss right there for Goffin. Rafa stays alive. And here we go in the breaker. And look at the score line in your bottom left. And look how Rafa plays these last points. Rock shot to one side of the court to stave off defeat. Down another match point and watch how he plays this one. Rock shot to the other side. It will be a theme of the day on this court. And now Rafa holds match point. And you feel for David Goffin, this would have been a career win over Cooks at Gorgan. Three hours and ten minutes, Nadal survives. Boy, had to work for this one, guys. 6-0 and in deciding sets this year. 
into his record extending 99th Masters quarterfinal. I need myself to 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 stay on the match and uh, I go a little bit more for it and honestly worked because uh, I, I started to win three points in that uh, third set and that helped me to to, to arrive till the end with, with chances. Uh, of course, from the baseline, I need to improve. Uh, but I am sure that, well, I am not sure, but I am confident that uh, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, it was exactly one year ago that Rafa beat Carlos Alcaraz 6-1-6-2 in their first meeting on his 18th birthday. Back then, Carlitos was ranked 120 in the world. Now he's in the top 10 and hoping to gift himself another match with Rafa for his 19th birthday, facing Cam Norrie, who he replaced in the top 10, Pam. Yeah, and this match was just played about a half hour after the Nadal drama completed. And could Alcaraz complete the matchup that everybody in tennis, especially in Spain, wants to see? And it was a pretty routine first set. But second set, things got tight and tense in the tiebreak. Cam Norrie, he's been a tough out for the last year and a half in men's tennis. And at the end of this tiebreak, though, Alcaraz kind of went away. Just look at this shot. It was one of several. It just kind of gifted the tiebreak to Norrie. But what would Alcaraz do? He'd start off breaking immediately, get up to love. This was the crucial game, though, in the match. Alcaraz down love 40. He's trying to go up 4-2. Can he dig out of this service game? And these are what the greats can do. And this is why so many people are talking about him, because Alcaraz did not have his A game today against Nori. But to be able to dig out of these service games with this kind of shot, and why not bring this crowd into play? They were jam-packed in now at match point. A disappointing double fault from Nori, but Alcaraz now with giving us the dream matchup quarter. Yeah, year after winning just three games against Nadal, he makes his third Masters quarterfinal. Looking ahead to that rematch. I lost twice against him, and uh, I wanted to play against him the, 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 the third time. Uh, I think it's going to be different into the last last year and the, the last match that uh, we, we played. And... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to play against Rafa here in Madrid from the Spanish crowd, so it's going to be a great day and a great match. Let's take a look at it. It'll be the third meeting. Remember, Madrid last year, one year ago, won just three games. Then Indian Wells earlier this year, it was a three-setter. Rafa has won 25 straight against fellow Spaniards. 16 years, 11 months separating these two. The largest ever in a Masters 1000 quarterfinal, John. Is the young star ready to take out the legend? That's what we will find out. And I'm glad that Pam brought up the sequencing. Can you imagine Carlos Alcaraz? I mean, he, he's nothing if not a realist. He knows what is at stake. He understands the texture here. He's getting another crack at Nadal. And he's watching that match. He's next on court. And he's watching Nadal up a set in 5-3, then suddenly he gets broken, then suddenly it goes to a third set, then suddenly David Goffat. Imagine the mental accounting that Carlo Alcaraz is going through in that dressing room. And I think that's something we uh, we don't talk about enough, which is the, the sequence of matches. And then finally, he knows Rafa's going to be his opponent, then he's got to go out and hold up his end of the bargain. So as Pam says, not Alcaraz's best showing, not statistically his best match this year by any stretch, but I give him a lot of credit for 
going out there and holding up his end. And you also think about what happened in the sporting world in Madrid in the last 24 hours, and Alcaraz to make it really a perfect 24 hours for Madrid. He needed to win that match, and maybe that's why he didn't play his best. I think he is ready to beat Nadal tomorrow, and I think some of the stats that you brought out is fascinating to think it's been in that long since Rafa has lost to a Spaniard. Yeah, he was asked if this is a new rivalry. He said, no, I don't think it'll reach that. I'm 36 <laughs> years old. We will see. It's a good one. Cannot wait for that one. couple more young stars playing for the first time. How about 21-year-old Felix Auger-Aliassime and 20-year-old Yannick Sinnerpam? Well, I never in a million years would have seen this one-sided match coming. But Felix Auger-Aliassime, he's only lost six games through four sets played. And when he finds his A game, he is one of the best in the world. So if he can continue this, he may be a sneaky surprise winner of this championship because, let's face it, he was oh forever winning, trying to win one of these big matches at finals, and he finally did it a few months ago. So he's playing with a little more freedom when he has the confidence, as you see shots like that forehand. But who could have seen this coming? 6-1-5-2-40. Love. Wow. Yeah, and, and those six games in four sets to Sinner and Christian Garin. A couple of good players as well. Won 90% of his first serves in this match. FAA moving on. Stefano Tsitsipas, Grigor Dimitrov in a rematch from Barcelona that the Greek won, John. These guys just played a, a week ago straight set win for Tsitsipas. Guess what? Not a lot has changed in, uh, in nine days. This was all sits upon. And just we, we look at the surface and look at how it gives him that extra well, second to set up that forehand, especially. He served well today, breaks in both sets, multiple breaks in both sets, and just sort of a vintage, nice, crisp, clean performance for Sitsipas. We had Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray was a scratch. We had Nadal's drama. We had a lot going on on the grounds. And this was one of these matches today that just sort of slipped into the schedule. But, uh, boy, this was all Sitsipas. He looks awfully good as he goes for his second big Masters play title this year. Yeah, former finalist in Madrid. Now into his 14th Masters quarterfinal. Ten aces for Stefano Sitsipas. He's got Andre Rublev next. This is the first time in Madrid Open history that seven of the top eight seeds are in the quarterfinals. In fact, it's the first time it's happened at any Masters event since Rome in 2015. So we've got the big guns here, Pam. And as John mentioned, we did not get the 37th edition of Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray. Murray had to withdraw because of a stomach illness. So it's Hubie Hercotch coming up for Novak. Yeah, and I think for Hercotch, that's actually an advantage. I mean, Novak needs to play matches. We all know that. He's had the most unusual year for a number one player ever and um so i i love all the matchups obviously if you have to pick one it's going to be the all spaniard but I'll, I'll sit and watch any one of these four i think it's interesting to see how Djokovic will basically respond to what was an off day a lot of hype going into this match with murray both of them they have a long textured history together they both turned 35 later this month and i think for Djokovic's rhythms he looked so good against monfils He's getting back. He got to test out his stamina a little bit. I, I wonder if it wasn't necessarily uh, the best thing in the world for him to have an off day like this, just from a rhythm standpoint. But we'll see what he has against Hercosh. And uh, I, I think Murray would have been a good test. Djokovic likely would have won. But I, I think he misses not having had that match today. I mean, how good is this? We've got Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, Carlos Alcaraz. By the way, the defending champion is Sasha Zverev. And he's still in it as well. Uh, when we come back, we've got the women's semifinals to run through as we are all set for that championship match in Madrid. Plus, Roger Federer 
The comeback still expected later this year, but he's taken time away from his training to give back in a charitable way. We'll tell you all about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TC Live, ah, the Eiffel Tower. Go to tennis.com for all the information you'll need to follow the sport on the road to Roland Garros. About two and a half weeks from a trip to Paris. TC Live preview show from Roland Garros, May 21st. Exclusive coverage throughout the year's second major. But first, back in Madrid. Hubie Hercotch looking to earn himself an opportunity to get his first win against Novak Djokovic. Takes out Dusan Lajevic in straight sets. After deep runs in Miami and Monte Carlo, now into his third straight Masters quarterfinal. For a look at Friday's forecast, here's Fox Weather. Hi there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Britta Merwin, and here's tomorrow's Mutua Open forecast. Gorgeous weather for tennis, a lot of sunshine, temperatures in the mid-70s. Don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your connected TV device. Thank you, Britta. And coming up tomorrow on T2, if you've got that Samsung TV, it's a full day of dubs with a solo host, Jan Michael Gamble. May see some of Jesse Pagula and Coco Goff. May see them twice, in fact, Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Still to come, some incredible shot making today. But who's going to take home the highly anticipated TC Live hot shot? Answers and video forthcoming. Welcome back. Taking a look at the road to Roland Garros presented on ZipRecruiter exclusively on Tennis Channel. We're in Madrid, followed by another combined 1,000-level event in Rome. Then the qualifiers in Paris. Got some more action on the ATP and WTA Tour. And May 22nd, it all gets going. The 2022 Roland Garros Championships. Back to Madrid, Andre Rublev coming in on a five-match winning streak, taking on Dan Evans for the fifth time on tour, John. Rublev had young Jack Draper in his first match, and now he gets another Brit, Dan Evans. He was broken early, banged the racket on his finger, drew blood, did Rublev, but it ended up serving him well. Look at the score here. This is a very tight first set. Rublev takes it in a 75-minute set in the breaker and then pours it on in the second. Rublev moves better than you would think on the surface. He hits such a heavy ball. He plays the forehand tennis. Look at that return. Now that sets up break point at five all. Would he go to the forehand again? He would. And look at that return. That is the way to break serve at five all in a set, guys. And then Rublev serves it out. This is a nice dig here. This is a nice win for Rublev. Uh, Moving on. Did not start well. Cut his hand, but boy, nice close. Seventh Masters 1000 quarterfinal, six since the start of last year. He gets Stefano Tsitsipas next. Then to the ladies, semifinal day. Katarina Alexandrova came in six and one head to head against Ange Jabeur, but that was before Ange was a top 10 player, John. Six and one. And uh, you're right, this is a different Ange Jabeur. She had 11 winners, unofficially 
Five of them were drop shots, nearly half of them. One of them was uh, was right there. She is so fun to watch play. She plays with so much flair. Jabir, though, from the, from the French drop shot. Look at that. Um, that is some fun tennis right there. She said, I needed some revenge. I got really sick of losing to her. And uh, she got a little bit of revenge today. Very clean win, no problem. This was first match on, and she has a nice rest before playing in the biggest final of her career now. Lost just six points on her first serve. First WTA 1000 final for Ange Jabir. Who will she meet? Jesse Pagula trying to make her first final at this level as well. First meeting against Jill Teichman, who Jesse said is one of those players well, who go, needs to be one. ranked higher. It annoys her she's not, but it likely would annoy her more if she lost this match, Pam. And listen, we've shown all these highlights from a great day in Madrid. This was the last match, and the stadium atmosphere was tough because at the end of both the Nadal three-setter and Alcaraz, there wasn't a lot in here. So the players like Pagula had to look to their coaching box. David Witt did a great job. Pagula with a pretty... Routine first set win. She would get up an early break in the second set. Would it just be a routine steamroll? No, she would actually drop serve with a lot of unforced errors. Got a little tight. But then now at match point after breaking Teichman again, that is the emotions of Bagula who plays things. She'd be a good poker player, right? She, she doesn't show tons of emotion. That was Pagula winning the biggest singles match of her career. Spectacular season for Jesse Pagula. One win away from the top 10. Taken on Al Jabir. Fifth meeting, 2-2 head-to-head. Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. Jabir beat Pagula in Dubai earlier this year. They actually played doubles against each other in Charleston. Jesse got the win in that one. John, what are your initial thoughts on this matchup? It's a really fun matchup between two players. It's sort of a tricky contrast in style, sort of a sneaky contrast. And these are two players who very likely will both be in the top 10 on Monday. And yet you could very easily make the case. This, this might be the biggest match of both of their careers. So uh, a, lo a lot on the line here. There's some friendship and warmth between them. But there's also a very nice little contrast in styles here. 2-2, two -two, as you say, Steve, head-to-head. -head. This is a nice way to break that tie. Jesse Pagulapam may have to play the quarterfinals and semifinals of doubles tomorrow. So if she makes both finals, she would be playing five matches in less than 48 hours. How does this affect the singles final? Well, and, and she's been playing both events really well in recent months, and I think that's helped her make these matches pretty routine. Um, you know, I think it'll be fine. I think when you have a day off before a final, uh, I'd be more concerned about the 12.30 a.m. Like, she needs to right now in Madrid be finishing up press, do quick little uh, physio work, stretch out, and get to bed. you got to try and keep your habits because in, it's going to be pretty soon she's going to be within 24 hours of playing that biggest singles match of her career. All right, Jabir Pagula playing for the, the, the biggest title for both of them. Cannot wait to see that on Saturday. Meantime, Roger Federer not on tour right now, but he's hitting some winners off the court. Visited the East African country of Malawi recently where his foundation is helping to educate children, John. Yeah, the, the foundation does a lot of work in Africa. Roger's mom is South African. He showed up in person. I was told he was going to go uh, earlier, but it was delayed for COVID. Gave out 3,000 laptops, 3,000 tablets, I read. And again, it's it's lovely to, uh, to, to write checks, but when Roger Federer shows up in person, it's a different kind of, of philanthropy, and uh, he makes many trips to Africa. Good to see him making another one. You know, I think about Arthur Ashe making the trip to that continent about 50 years ago and how many tennis players like Andre Agassi, Chris Everett, who've done so much for charity and 
Roger Federer is a great champion both on and off the court and great to see the work that he's doing in, uh, in that continent that needs a lot of help. David Kane has a great story on Tennis.com right now about this trip to East Africa for Roger Federer. John, Federer said he's coming back. He's going to play the, the home event in Basel. Uh, any other word that you've heard from the Federer camp? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I hear what, what everybody hears, which is slow and steady, and they're more inclined to uh, to sort of underplay this than overplay this. So we'll see. Right now, Basel is the date on the calendar. You have to believe uh, there will be a Labor Cup showing. And if this rehab accelerates and we see him sooner, so much the better. But I'm sure the announcements are very conservative, uh, not surprisingly. Yeah, and I think of the, the greats that we're missing right now in the game. The Williams sisters obviously come to mind along with uh, Roger Federer. I think Roger has the best chance actually to make a comeback in 2022. He seems to be determined to go out on his own terms, which is not what we saw at Wimbledon last year. These videos, a great sign for Roger Federer that that knee is doing well and, and he is doing everything he can to get back on the court, but doing fantastic work. Well done off the court for Roger Federer. Quarterfinal Friday for the men on Tennis Channel. Starts at 8 a.m. Eastern. Do not miss Carlos Alcaraz, Rafa Nadal. Pam's going to be on the call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get to bed right. early tonight. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back on TC Live, what's it going to be? Our hot shot of the day, it is Carlitos, Pam. Yeah, and this is not a birthday present. This was well-earned by Carlitos. Just look at this drop shot. Look at the way he hits the slice. He avoids hitting the net and then stretches out with a backhand volley. That was incredible and is greatly deserving. Again, just watch the racket work, all the while trying to not run into the net. Crazy stuff. Well done. He says he doesn't like being called Carlos. He wants Carlitos or Charlie. He says, when, when somebody calls me Carlos, I feel like I've done something wrong. Okay, I'll go with Charlie. I like that. Charlie Alcaraz <laughs> gets our hot shot of the day. Now let's take a look at our featured matches. Quarterfinal Friday here on Tennis Channel. Bright and early 8 a.m. Eastern. Novak Djokovic gets us started. And then we've got Alcaraz Nadal. Let's head back to the Magic Box for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, see you back here at our DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. Peak quarterfinals action Friday, and Felix Ogialiasim is playing the defending champ, Sasha Zverev. This is their seventh time playing one another. How do you see it going? Sasha has the head-to-head, 4-2 up, but Felix beat him this year and in a big one in Wimbledon last year. First time meeting on clay. He has looked sensational all week. Took out Christian Green giving up three games, Yannick Sinner giving up three games. I'm going for the lower-seeded opponent to take out the defending champ. Felix Ogialiasim. Well, Prakash and I will be here to kick off all the coverage at 8 a.m. Eastern, so make sure you join us for men's quarterfinal action. Thank you so much. By the way, Prakash, great interview with Novak Djokovic today, about 10 minutes long. You can find it on our, all of our Tennis Channel social media. But we got to talk about Alcaraz Nadal. You can't talk about this matchup enough. One of them, John, is 22-1 and one this year. The other one's 25-3. and three. They're tied for the tour lead, three titles apiece. Who comes in with more confidence? Who's had the better year, in your opinion? 
Well, I mean, you 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 win a major, uh, and the, the augers in your favor. Can, can we just marvel at how far we've come in a year? I mean, one year ago, it was what a cute story. This teenager is going to play Nadal, and uh, I'm I'm going to ambush you a little bit here, Steve. We're going to have a uh, look at this. We're, we're going down oh, the day here. Day, yes, I heard that music. You like that? <laughs> uh, that only means one thing. Nadal. Facing match point, staving off match point. He's done this seven times where he has uh, been one point away from the limitation and then seven times come back to win the tournament. So on the one hand, it may have been a, a bit of a dent that he was one point from defeat today. On the other hand, seven times, second only to Djokovic, seven times he has come back and not just won the next match, but gone on to <laughs> win the title. I, you know, I, I think Nadal's going to be really happy. His first round match, he, he gets back, a nice straight set win against Kepsmanovic, solid win, and then today is a much different kind of match. But the fact that he can go 3-10 and triumph, I think, actually is, is really a win for him, and uh, I think he gets the job done. Uh, all credit to Carlos, Carlitos, Charlie, Charlie. but uh, I think Nadal... <laughs> I think that I think the doll the doll take the doll's got uh, Charlie Moy in his camp, but I, I think the doll uh, I think the doll gets the kid again. Well, what I I think is interesting is while they have this huge age gap, right, and we think well, there's no way we're going to have time for a rivalry to develop. I'm saying the rivalry starts tomorrow, and I think mm -hmm. Charlie is going to pull off the upset, and Rafa's mm -hmm. going to lose first time to a Spanish player in a long while, and then they're going to play five or six more important mm -hmm. matches before Rafa. Calls it a career. The rivalry starts tomorrow. A rivalry can't start until you both won a match, right? Correct. Correct. All right. Going for Charlie Alcaraz. Bold pick by Pam Shriver. She'll be on the call for that one tomorrow. John, we'll see you right back here on TC Live tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Our coverage of the Madrid Masters continues right here on Tennis Channel.